welcome everybody to uh, This Week in the News with Don Ford Delight, uh, the show where we almost never talk about the news, but we talk about the forces that are in play in the cosmos that are animating the news. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So it gives yeah. you the underlying structure to then when you, when you yes. see the news to be able to have a, a coherent understanding of it and have it not be totally destabilizing. Yeah, totally. And as we talked about this morning, we get to realize ourselves and our culture as evolving. Yeah. Consciousness evolves. We are evolving beings in an evolving cosmos, which brings me to my question for you today. And that is what's going on with Ankur, you know, in terms of the developmental, you know, your own sort of journey, evolution, um, where you at, what do you think and how do you see it? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful question. And it's a, it's a perfect time because I just went on what I thought was a vacation for a week. I did a road trip, you know, I live in Northwest Washington state. Yep. I did a road trip over to see some friends in Vancouver, Canada, um, which involved taking a ferry. So like journey leg one was to Vancouver, Canada. I spent a few days there, a few days there, then took another ferry to Vancouver Island, which is not where Vancouver is. Vancouver's on the mainland, confusingly, yep. and it's Vancouver Island. And then I hung out with some other friends there. Um, one of whom is, um, Gosh, I don't know what it is exactly. He's getting a PhD in something between Jungian analysis and myth. But it it just led to a lot of really fruitful conversation. <laughs> and then yeah. the third leg was coming back back here. And so I thought it was a vacation, but it turned out to actually be a kind of vision quest. And I was really just wrestling with these deep questions of evolution and purpose. You know, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I doing this podcast, 10,000 Heroes, that I'm doing? Uh, a lot, just a lot of introspection and analysis and, and seeing that against this kind of mythical backdrop of why are any of us doing what we're doing? And then just this morning, I had a call with a few members of my coaching program, and it was just beautiful. And I, you know, I, I invoked your presence in this call, Jeff, because each one of us are really going through something that is difficult, is really not pretty, and yet is fundamental. It's totally necessary for us becoming the person that we need to become. And, yes. you know, this, this friend of mine, she's, she's in this dating process and she has a lot of confusion around it and just like uh, doubt about how she can remain centered and engage in this process, process of loving herself and understanding what her own needs are while still trying to be in a relationship with someone else. And like, there's just a lot of things that could be destabilizing in that process. And it was, I was just like, you know what, when you look at this from the long term, like, you know, 10 years from now, this is going to be beautiful. But if Je as Jeff says, it's not pretty and it's, it's gross. It's a gross, dirty, you know, it's like, look at this butterfly, you know, in the, the time-lapse of the butterfly coming out of the cocoon from far away. It's like, oh my God, I love butterflies. You know, my six-year-old daughter just loves butterflies, like unicorns, all this stuff. You actually like, I, I love butterflies. You actually get up close and you look at a butterfly. It's like, it's kind of gross. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not all wing when you get up there. This yeah. is like this weird <laughs> body and well, Especially, have you seen it in the pupa? Yeah. You know, it's a, it just turns into a big, massive glop. Yeah. It's astonishing, actually. And then it reorganizes from this caterpillar, which is 
particularly disgusting into a butterfly. And yeah, I mean, classic metaphor for development in cultures, you know, it's just too, it's too easy, you know? Yeah. And, and just so perfect how it's like, yeah, it's beautiful from a distance and it's really gross to be going through. And so I, I feel that in what I'm doing, but I'm like, you know, I'm doing, it's really helpful to have this perspective. I'm going through it for a reason. And if this were just for like part of my business or career or whatever, I definitely would have quit a long time ago because it's not, that's not meaningful enough, but it's really about living up to my potential for how I want to be in the world and serve others that I'm going through this process. Um, So to me, it's, it's really, it's like this deep inquiry into purpose and what is, what has been my purpose all along? What is my purpose now? And how do I interface with other people around their purpose? Yeah. And so maybe, and that's, I don't know, I'm going to, I'll say one more thing and then I'll, I'll let you guide okay. us. Yeah. But I had this vision during my vision quest, my hike that I went on of going to a cocktail party. And this is maybe like 10 years from now or five years or 15 years from now. And what if like the default question, when you get to this like swanky cocktail party in New York, or you meet someone at a bar that you haven't met before, it's like, oh, hey, Jeff, this is my friend, Tony, you guys should meet. And then Jeff goes to the bathroom. And what if the the, the default question that was just like part of our culture at that point was like, hey, Tony, so why are you here? So what's your purpose? And it, and it got to that level of acceptability as how are you doing? What did you do today? Where do you live? What do you do for work? What if the question was, mm-hmm. why do you think you're here? Yeah. 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 Well, um, you know, I mean, I I've always want to look at these things evolutionarily and um, that we are able to have that be a object of our own contemplation and to share that with other people is remarkable you know i mean uh our purpose was generally for in most of human history delivered to us we were to be obedient to the system and god and and do our duty and that you know there's that and then you know there's uh, if we get back into warrior and hunter gatherers you didn't have a lot of options i mean you could be you but it was just this you know we're in an era of uh, or a developmental stage of complexity where we're self-reflecting. Uh, we have uh, uh, a, 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 an ability to do a witness consciousness on ourselves, and we can see our own minds. Um, and um, it's just, so it's a whole new complex uh, inquiry that we're doing. And this is moving humanity forward into a new evolutionary stage. And so I just want to note that. Because the answer isn't, you know, I don't know even what the answer is or, you know, what even an answer is at this point. Um, uh, but I, I, I guess I throw it back to you. Is there an answer for you in terms of purpose? And maybe more specifically, what do you know about that now that you didn't know a year ago? Yeah. So th- this has been a, a deep inquiry of mine my entire adult life. I've, I've felt this... Um, this presence and my friend who I was visiting on Vancouver Island, he called it a, a daemon. 
you know, like this little like, almost like like a burden that I was I was born here. I have these these gifts, as I think we all we all do, and like the the purpose of being born here is to express and share and and offer these gifts, and the and the you know, and this obviously this is like a lot of luck and a lot of privilege or play that I can think about something other than my own day-to-day survival. But we're uh, great, grateful to be in this very confusing mind space. Yeah. Good problem to have. And uh, then the whole time I was just traveling all over the world, I spent 15 years traveling and investigating. I mean, I was supposedly, I was learning farming and natural building and social work and meditation and classical music and yoga and all these things and cooking. But really, this is what was going on the whole time of just like, well, what the hell am I here to do? And how am I going to deliver these, these gifts? And in Sanskrit, I read a book by Vinoba Bhave. I don't know if you're familiar with Vinoba Bhave. No. He's like, I consider him one of my greatest teachers. I never met him. I think he, he died before I was born, probably. Uh, maybe not before I was born, but he died when I was young. And he was an associate of Gandhi's. And he was a young man. Maybe he was like 21 when he met Gandhi. And Gandhi was probably in his like 60s or 50s at the time. But in addition to being a disciple of Gandhi's, he was also a teacher to Gandhi. And Vinoba Bhavi is super erudite, intellectual dude. He was really into all of the religions of the world. He learned all of the languages of the world's holy books to read those texts in the original. So he, he was just a very educated, intellectual, um, cosmopolitan in, in terms of knowledge oh. guy. And he has a book. It's actually talks that he gave to someone transcribed while, while in jail. You know, these people... Indian freedom struggle, kind of like Mandela style, spent a lot of time in jail doing stuff like Martin Luther King. And so he would organize, they reorganized when they went to jail, <laughs> all these like hundreds of people would go to the same jail and they would reorganize the jail. They'd go to the jailers and be like, Hey, um, could we take over all the cooking and cleaning? Cause we're just like, we're used to like this ashram kind of existence. We like having schedules. We like contributing. And the, the guards were like, uh, yeah, sure. You do that. And so they would mill all the oil, they would mill all the flour, you know, like milling by hand, like the way ox would pull this, push this shaft around a central axis to mill. So they would, they would take over the jails, they would have all of their ashram activities, their meditation, their cooking, their cleaning, and then they'd have these talks in the evenings. Gita Pravachan was called. And that was Vinoba giving talks about the different holy books of the world. So maybe he'd have like a month where he'd talk about the Quran and a month where he'd talk about the Gita or the Bible or you know, Old Testament, whatever it is. And his talks on the Gita are collected, and I read them when I was living on this farm in India. And he talks about something called Swadharma, this Sanskrit term. And, you know, Dharma is, you know, people hear that term a lot. And there's many transliterations and translations of it. It could be like the law, could be like your duty, um, the path, the path of mindfulness, an individual path. But Swadharma is really specific. It's like your path. So this is like, we have the right thing to do, what we're all here to do. And then we have like how personally you express it. So yes. we might call that thumbprint specific purpose. Yeah. And it's like maybe Dharma is there's some universality towards Dharma. But Swadharma, like Jeff's Swadharma is gonna be different than my Swadharma. Yeah. As it as it should be. Yeah. And so I was in this real deep inquiry. It's like, what is my Swadharma? You know, this whole this whole time. And the the gentleman that I was staying with, kind of the founder of this farm, which is um, 
beautiful natural farming based on Mansova Fukuoka, this Japanese farmer, but done in, in India. Incredible, incredible mango orchard where I, I ate like 30 mangoes a day for a couple months. And it was, it was really dreamy because I'm obsessed with mangoes. Um, he was just laughing at me, you know, the whole time. And Vasanthji, it's his name. And he was just like, he's like, it's just so clear. You are, I mean, you cannot not be living your Swadharma. That's the whole point of it, man, is that you don't get to ask what it is. Like you're living it. And um, nice. Yeah. A, a paradox like hit me like a two by four, you know? Nice. Yeah. So what I, can I respond to that? Please. Yeah. Tell me if that made any sense at all. It's a real time insight to me. So it's, so your Swadharma is, it's not like you figure it out or you see it. It's actually literally the moment you're in and what you're doing with it. Does that maybe make sense? Yeah. 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 And so the, the translation that, that I would make into English, um, and this, and I, this is all trying to answer your last question in some way, yeah. um, is I, I don't have a better like brand name for it. And maybe you could come up with it. Um, I call it empirical purposing. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that like, we figure out our purpose through looking at the data of our life, like mm-hmm. what, what we've done, what we've enjoyed, what brings us energy. And there, you know, we could have a whole like manual on how to do this that maybe I'll write one day. But the, the idea is that like, you can look, you can do an analytical procedure, look at what you've lived so far, like, mm-hmm. and then understand at this moment, what it seems to be that the data, like the pattern that the data is reflecting, almost like a statistical regression yeah. Yeah. of the data. And then that gives you, and it's an iterative process, and yeah. that gives you enough information to choose the next experiment of like, okay, if this is what the data of my life has shown me so far, then the real way to continue that line, you know, that I see through the data is to do this, is to go to West Africa and spend a year living with these people and doing this kind of work, or is to write this book or is to get a job at the World Bank or, you know, whatever it is. And then you run that experiment and then you look at the results of that experiment. You have more data. And then, so you do the empirical purposing again, a year later. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that kind of like, um, an approximation algorithm, you end up getting a little closer to whatever this unknown truth is, which is where we leave room, of course, for the mystery. Yes. Not like we can absolutely know it and give it. Right. But what I, what I really appreciate about that is that you're lining it up with reality and what's actually happened, what's actually happening, instead of just letting it be a complete fantasy of, you know, abstract. Uh, that's, I think that's excellent. It's almost like you're, you know, uh, marrying the ex- ex- exterior quadrants with the interior quadrants, which is nice. The other thing is, so what you're talking about, um, you're, you're seeing it a bigger frame, so a frame that would include a trip to Africa, you know, or whatever. So. Um, uh, and I, and I'd see that th- th- this could have different, um, uh, scales of frames that one could look at. And the one that was turning me on a, a minute ago was the frame of this very moment where I can ask myself, and this, this actually dovetails with some thinking I've been doing anyway, which is, uh, I, 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 I've become, if you want to know what I've learned in the last year, 
I what, do. Yeah. The, what I've become convinced of is that there is, um, in every moment, an opportunity to um, either swim upstream, put some effort into the fucking moment, or not. And so not means you can sit in the couch. You know, we talk about this. What gets you off the couch when you don't really have to, you know, you're going to have enough to eat and the roof over your head. Um, and it has to be some sort of an intention and a willing, a volition, you know, a movement to creativity, something that you can see in every moment. What am I doing here? And then you can uh, ask yourself, so, uh, what am I doing with this moment? And that would actually reveal your purpose. You know, again, in a non-abstract way, it's like, okay, what are you actually going to do with this moment? Or what are you doing with this moment? And how is it expressing your purpose? And it, and just this energy of, it's almost like the Big Bang. The Big Bang took a lot of effort, I'm convinced. I don't know by who or why, but I got to admit, that was a big swing. And that's still happening. And, and so the... uh I'm in this, particularly in the phase of my life when I'm quote retired or could be, yeah. and I could just, you know, not put a lot of effort into my life. Uh, and there are a lot of people in that situation of different, all kinds of ages and for, you know, all kinds of reasons. Um, and many of course, who aren't, but the, the choice, we can all make some choice to, you know, bring the draft of the evolutionary push into this moment. And, um, you know, so that's something I've identified and it's been significant for me. And it very much evokes the same thing you're talking about in this sort of micro scale. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, I, I want to have a question about that. And maybe it's because I'm, I'm like really rammed into this householder phase of my life, which I successfully avoided for a long time, but <laughs> ultimately could not escape. Yes. Um, so for the last nine years, I've been like just in the thick of it. Yeah. And so when I think about purpose, I'm often associating it, maybe even without knowing just because of where I am in my life with how we, how we like serve family, our community, human evolution as a whole, you know, there's different like scales of it. But my, my sense is that from where you're at, that like interaction with the whole, it may be less of the, um, I mean, just quite naturally, because you did that for so long, it might be less of the focus. Is that? Oh, okay? yeah. Yeah. My life is not very demanding. And I lived decades of a very demanding life. And so I know the difference. And I'm, I kind of come from a culture where, you know, people at my age retire, you know, they don't really do much. So that's also in the groove, my groove. Uh, but what I find is I don't like it. I get, I feel a dullness and I feel a, you know, uh, a sort of a, the, the, the snuffing out of chi of life force. Yeah. yeah. Life force is really, you know, it's amazing how when I don't feel like I have it, I can say, Okay, I, I I need some life force here, and I'll just get it. You know, I'll do what I need to do. But it's an effort. Didn't used to be an effort like that because yeah. I 
was running on fear. I was running on schedules. I was running on other people's expectations and times and whatever. I don't know. But now it feels like it's more intentional. And um, yeah, so I, 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 I want to deliberately, I want to realize that I'm swimming upstream. It's, it's a really just, a, that's a been, been a very good metaphor for me. Uh, you know, not in a bad way, not in, you know, raging rapids, nothing's dangerous, but I got to put some effort into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, and I like that. And then what effort I'm putting in is obviously my purpose. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that, well, I, I'll, let's just, otherwise. you know, redraw this whole thing and just say, it's not my, some imagined purpose. It's actually what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, then we'll start there. And then all of a sudden that moment, I have more responsibility. You know, am I helping anybody else? Am I, what am I doing? You know, am I tending my beautiful garden and keeping it completely to myself? You know, that kind of thing. So, but every moment asks for that kind of analysis, you know, when you get lost in it, but check in on it. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's where this conversation is what is, is re it's revealing to me. Yeah. So one, one thing from our conversations is really clear to me is how much joy and how much you enjoy that swimming when it, when it comes to your garden, right? That's like, that's like a theme that we talk about before we yeah. record and after we record almost every time. And it's cause I love farming too, but what, what else does that for you that I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is, is that effortfulness that feels so good to you? Is it still sometimes aligned with the larger world? I mean, I guess that's what we're, we're doing yeah, here. Well, I, it's an inquiry that, uh, you know, I'm called to do because I'm naturally I'm very happy with my own company, with my, with Chuck, with the very, you know, with maybe one person visiting at a time, that kind of thing, not much going on, uh, introverted, but I think, you know, should I be inviting people over? Should I be sharing? It's a beautiful garden. You know, do I just really want to see sit here by myself? Like the, you know, the lonely prince. So no, I don't. So then I, you know, adjust that. I. I actually, so here would be in a, a moment. I actually have to call a friend and invite them over or text. Them. So that requires moving my hands, finding the phone encore. You know, it, it's, it, it's, you know, so, but I do it uh, through effort. And uh, because that's, I'm, I realize that's my purpose. And it's all very, become very granular for me these days mm -hmm. in a way. And then of course, my other purpose is to share integral. And, uh, that's, that's my larger purpose, if you will. And so that requires effort too. do my podcast. I got to get on with you. I got to post things. I got to put effort in. I don't like doing any of that stuff. Uh, I mean, I like, I like thinking the integral thoughts and the conversations themselves, but you know, the emails and the editing and all that stuff, not so much, but I do it. Um, so anyway, you know, it's, it's just a different phase of life and that's how it's manifesting. Yeah. And I guess my, um, my, my, my hope, my encouragement, my, my overbearing advice, uh, to you is that that, that beautiful, larger purpose of sharing integral, I, I, to me, it makes perfect sense 
that anything that doesn't feel like joyously navigating those upstream waters that you just get someone else to do. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the power of privilege. Yeah. Is that like, you can do that now. Yeah. And that, and I, and I would, cause your, your, your value, your contribution in sharing this message is in speaking and talking, talking with people. Right. And so in my mind, you know, from like my mathematical optimizing background, like I want to optimize for it, Jeff, having these kinds of conversations. I like, I'll be like, Hey, Jeff, don't do anything else but that. Yeah. And then like, then you're just like joyously, like liberating swimming upstream yeah. and all that other shit, you know, get someone like me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, 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 hooking up with you has been very helpful. It's It's, um, it's like falling off a log to talk to you about these things and then not have to do much else. You said that to you know, the editor and all that stuff. It's fantastic. So, yeah. And then I have my other, you know, helpers and, um, but yes, that's a good, that's, a, that's a good thing to remember in the moment. Uh, cause you know, the effort required there is I got to call them and I got to get this other person and you know, but, but, but then once you get the groove, uh, and I know this, you know, being in business, once you get the system set up and the, it's rolling, then, you know, you have something that's working for you and multiplying your efforts. Okay. So we, we started this conversation thinking about, uh, the different evol- evolutionary steps available to all of us. Yeah. And I'm wondering at this time in your life as a retired guy who yeah. loves being in the garden. Yeah. You anticipate having another one of those moments in your uh, life. An, another s- stage open up, so to speak, if you will. Yeah. Another, yeah. Um, um, you know, here's how I think about stage development uh, in these days, because we're at a stage in human history where we have several stages online at the same time, culturally, you know, traditional, modern, postmodern, and, and then there's others too. Uh, but that's also true within us. And so the more you do integral practice, you, the more you realize that I have this red strata, I have this blue strata, I have this strata, I have this magic strata, I have this mythic strata, I have this rational strata. And so development is not so much, you know, that there's this new big thing that comes online and you leave behind. It's just, it's happening in probability clouds. And there's you know, just new new stuff arising in all. In some ways, you're evolving even horizontally, becoming more rational, becoming more sensitive in terms of postmodern. You know, so all of that's happening for me. Is that moving me into a new stage? Uh, probably. You know that where at some point the center of gravity will shift. And I always like this analogy that it's like when you're doing a a note on a guitar, there is a difference between the note and then you get to the next note, you know, that there, there, there are there, there in terms of coalescing of consciousness that we could call a stage, but getting there is, um, you know, it's a kaleidoscopic at this point. And that's definitely happening. Uh, and I love it. You know, I love being awake and alive to it. Uh, and even feeling um, what I what I know this week that I didn't know last week. Forget last year, you know. 
And, um, yeah, yeah. So that's how I see it. Beautiful. And that reminds me, I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you after, but I'll say the name of it now, just for, for the listeners. There's a song that I love. It's on Spotify. It's called Alive and Awake in the World. And the opening, I think the opening couplet is Alive and Awake in the World. We sing what we bring to this world. And that it's almost oh. like you just said, I'll send you the song. It's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, please do. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks, folks, for listening. This is Jeff Salzman signing off. See you at the next Daily Evolver.